on this episode of All Consuming Podcast. And they were stretching before the show. Like they were <laughs> literally stretching, like getting ready. And, and we knew right away, we were like, this is going to be insane. Welcome to All Consuming Podcast. I'm Gary Erickson. And I'm Tyler Hogue. And we are super excited to be doing our first podcast. Uh, we've been waiting a long time and joked in the past about talking about our favorite things together. You know, we went to college together. We've been friends pretty much since we met. Everyone always told us, you guys like the same music. You should talk to each other, get to know each other. And we're like, uh, no, you know, and so not until <laughs> we're forced to. Um, but, you know, we both met at, at a church group on campus and stuff. And, you know, we've really got a friendship around hardcore music. Um, and so here we are doing a podcast. Um, so I thought we'd jump into some background before we, you know, got a little deeper. Um, I am a software engineer, went to Eastern Washington University. Uh, pretty boring stuff. I listen to music literally all day at work. Married, two boys little boys, uh, they are changing my life. I've never thought I would be this changed by little kids, but it's been tons and tons of fun. I'm Tyler and I'm a teacher and I also went to Eastern Washington University and that's where Gary and I met, um, which is where this whole thing came together. And for a long time, I've been into heavy music and that's where Gary and I really had that connection. I'm also married. I have two kids also. I got a four-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son. And just like Gary said, it's like crazy to see how, how kids change you. But this it's, it's metal thing wasn't the phase. Like now we're teaching our kids like metal and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Um, I absolutely – Is it taught? Is it taught? Teach people to like metal? I mean I think you have to. I don't know. We all had our gateway type of metal, right? I mean like what was yours? Uh, so that's hard to say my so I was I grew up in a Pentecostal home we grew up uh, going to church and I was not allowed to listen to secular music Uh, but luckily my dad was really into Christian metal and so since I was a little kid I've been listening to everything I mean Stavesacre, Striper, Mortification, NSYNC not NSYNC (laughs) Newsboys um, yeah. you know, skillet. Um, so in my teenage years, I got to start like picking my own music. It was things like Cutlass, Toby Mac. Uh, I, it was kind of like, it was more of like everything all the kids in youth group are listening to. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't like the heavy music, like we're talking about it, it. You're talking about like rock or maybe hard rock. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My music was like what I thought was the heaviest stuff in the world. Like that first album of Cutlass, I was like, this is amazing. It's like yeah. Christian Creed. Which, you know. Wait, Creed? Come on. <laughs> I mean, um, okay. So so then what band got you to like what we would say is metalcore that got you to the spot to where you're at now with music? So it's probably Demon Hunter. And I heard them a few times uh, once on a Cutlass song. He's like on the very end and he's just screaming in the background. And I was like, dude, Ryan Clark's on a Cutlass song. 
Yeah, it's awesome. Really? And then I also heard him on, I think, a Falling Up song called The Jackson 5. Um, and there's a lot of Christian musicians on that song. And I remember, like, before internet was a thing, reading the CD, like, being like, who are the featured vocalists on this? Like, what is going on? And so I talked to my dad about it. And, or rather, he might have just been like, here's the guy from that. Um, and showed me the first two albums of Demon Hunter. And I'm not going to lie, the first time I heard them, I hated it. I could not stand the screaming, but I loved the music. Like the music drew me in. And then the clean choruses, like where he actually yeah. sang, I was like, that that's what the whole song should be. <laughs> and it took some time, but I think eventually, you know, hearing the screaming, I was just like, yeah, it just feels good. Like being that helping with aggression, I think, you know, uh, but yeah, what about you, Tyler? What's the what's the band that got you to metalcore? Oh man, it, it goes back. It goes way back. Uh, I mean, I started like the rock. Like obviously, like my my dad's like a ACDC Van Halen guy, so I listened to that when I was a little kid. Um, but then as I moved forward, like I got into pop punk, Blink One Eighty Two, and then into new metal with like System of a Down and Limp Bizkit as I shrug away so no one throws anything at me for saying that. Um, but what really got me into like hardcore music was I'd, I was watching MTV2, I think it was, and they had Headbangers Ball on. And yeah. you can't you can't see that now on MTV2. But it, I mean, it I was... It's called YouTube nowadays. <laughs> YouTube, yeah. I think it was Under Oath Writing on the Walls that really started getting me into that scene. Um also around the same time as Azalea Dying, um, The Darkest Nights. And so those two songs were like on Headbangers Ball a lot. I saw Azalea Dying at Warp Tour that summer when I started getting introduced to it, and that was pretty cool. Wow, like you like jumped in head first, man. I did. That and Azalea then, Dying album is like – I remember hearing that and thinking nobody likes this. It's but, so heavy. But I was like a song guy. I don't, I don't know. I, I know you're like an album guy. Like you click – a you you get an album and you listen the whole thing through right i hear a song and i add it to my playlist and that song i listened to a hundred times you know and so i didn't listen to the whole album which is you know it's a great album um but i just listened to darkest nights but then kill switch engage came out with um as daylight dies as daylight dies that's right right around that same era it's like the best one and i absolutely loved it and so that that really kills which engage like turned something in me to that was my music choice from then on out. And then I went to, you know, Under Oath, Devil Wars Prod, all that type of stuff, and it's pretty cool. So probably I'd say my gateway to metal would be Kill Switch. So what got you into like would you say you're into the Christian metal scene? Like are you more pulled towards the Christian musicians? As opposed to, I mean, I don't hear anything that says, so like Killswitch Engage, sure, they had some Christian themes. And yeah. not really dying, you know, at the time, claimed to be Christian. But, you know, none of them were like, you know, on Tooth and Nail or Solid State, which are like Christian, quote unquote, record labels. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't a Christian at the time either. So anything that came out, you're just like, Dude, you yeah. just happen to like christian metalcore 
And well, that's because at that time, Christian metalcore or, or whatever it was, you know, it's hard to like label it Christian metalcore, metalcore mm-hmm. but it kind of was. But that was metalcore. Yeah. Right. We're talking. We're talking August Burns Red, Devil Wears Prada, all those bands. That was like the peak of metalcore. Right. Yep. Yeah, I think a lot of it is because the theme of metalcore is like has a lot to do about death and and life, and it's very. It's just like a general theme of the music. You know, you have like the heavy guitars, the anger, and then you have the clean highs and with the guitars and then vo- clean vocals. And it's like, it's a very contrast, you know. I think it's a very good depiction, I guess, of a lot of what the Bible says about, you know, salvation and your sin and then becoming clean. And I think it's just a very easy theme for lyrics to match that theme. And so I think it was a very fitting genre yeah it was, it was it was crazy though i do remember like after i became a christian and um once i went to college and, and met you right it was like we were we were searching for these bands like oh are they christian you know all this stuff and <laughs> it was kind of cool it was it was a crazy time but you know and now it's it we don't necessarily think that way but it, it was kind of weird to, to think like it, everybody in metalcore felt like was part of that christian scene you know yeah, like all if the, you didn't call names. yourself christian metalcore band people weren't going to listen to you. Right. It's, yeah, it's like the first thing that Google pops up. Right? When you start typing the band's name is so-and-so, and it's like a Christian band. Like <laughs> yeah. right away, you click on it, takes you to Wikipedia that's updated like every 15 minutes. And Yeah. And so <clears throat> when we met at our campus ministry at Eastern, um, we met in a kind of a weird way, you know, like like you were saying, like, they, oh, you should be friends with Gary Tyler. And we're like, ah, oh, yeah, but we're, it might be awkward, right? We don't want to just go say hi and say, oh, I like metal too. Hi. Right? Like that to me, <laughs> to me, that's not a conversation that I'm the guy to have. You know, I'm not that guy. Yeah. And so everyone was saying we should hang out. And finally, Gary took the plunge. What did you do? <laughs> so I've, I've seen Tyler like at worship and like, you know, during the service and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that's the guy everyone says I would get along with. And my roommates knew him. And so I knew what you, I knew what you looked like. Uh, Sexy. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was driving along the edge of campus and had all my windows down in my old Jeep and I was playing yeah. haste today. Yeah. It's our first discussion. Uh, and it was their first album. I think um, it was like, one that my brother torrented like a long time ago. And so it wasn't even like the legit album and it was missing songs and bad quality. But uh, I like pulled up and my windows rolled down. And I was like, Hey, do you want to ride? And I already knew where you lived. Cause it was, I knew you were married and the married campus or dorms, whatever. were probably what, like two blocks away. Yeah. I but, mean, I was close. I was close to yeah. home anyways. <laughs> and so I was just like, Hey, you want to ride? And you're like, um, like you like looked over there and looked back. Sure. So yeah, you hopped in and you're like, I think you already knew who they were, right? Yeah, it was, not? I did. You're like, is this Haste Today? Is this, that's what I said, is this Haste Today? And you're like, yeah, that's Haste Today, dude. <laughs> and it was, it was literally maybe a minute of being in the car, but we both kind of from that point built a friendship. It started with Haste Today. Yeah, I think, I think your, you know, one and a half minute drive to your house was like, do you know this band? Do you know this band? Do you know this band? And like, we yeah. knew so much 
And it's like this whole world that like, I, you know, I would maybe have one or two friends that knew this type of music that I listened to besides like my brother and close family that knew what I listened to and like, Oh yeah, Gary listens to heavy stuff. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's way different. You know, when you meet someone that's like, you know, into the same genre and style of music as you. And it's like, you just click. It's just, yeah, you know, for sure. <laughs> Did we just and become we, best friends? And and yep. to this day, like I live, I live in Kennewick um, and Gary lives up in Spokane. So we're about two hours away from each other. But when we do see each other, like we're up to like 4 a.m. <laughs> our wife's go to sleep and our kids are asleep. We're up to like 4 a.m. watching YouTube videos, you know? And Have just you like, heard this band? Did you hear this single drop? Did you hear yeah. this? Yeah. I mean, for, like 4 a.m., I kid you not. It's it's pretty cool. It's it's awesome. We can just get together and it's it's music, man. It just it feels it feels right. And that's what it felt like it, when we first met in in the Jeep, Gary's Jeep for uh with Haste the Day, man. Yeah. So when was the first time you actually heard Haste the Day? Um, let's see. I want to say my brother. Uh, so we grew up, uh, we, we shared rooms our entire time. So we always had, we're in bunk beds always. So whenever we listen to music, we had to listen to the same music. Whenever we played games, we had to take turns. Um, I, I don't remember how it came up, but he showed me, um, it had to be when, uh, not pressure the hinges when everything falls. Yeah. And like he was listening to it kind of quietly. And I think I, I can't, this is so long ago. What, what year is it? 2005. So sophomore year of high school. And I don't know how he found it. Maybe my dad, my dad often went to the Christian bookstore and just bought a bunch of like tooth and nail and solid state stuff. Like so many CDs in our house. And maybe my brother like got the latest stack or something and, and threw it in. But anyway, and I, I did not like it. Uh, I probably didn't even know that it was haste today at the time, but I do know now, uh, because after that, uh, when pressure, the hinges came out, like that's probably the first time I noticed haste today. And yeah. my brother was like, yeah, these are the same guys that did this album with the girl on the flowers on the front. That looks like it should be a nice song. And it's like super heavy. <laughs> Yeah, but that's when Stephen Keats joined the band, and so different screaming. Yeah, not all sure. just like super heavy and, you know, you, you gotta <laughs> yeah. There you go. You gotta give me your best impression of early Haste the Day of Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and so when Stephen Keats joined, I felt like not only did the vocals get cleaner and more metal and less hardcore. Yeah, um, but the music did too. There's much more guitar. And less yeah. chug, 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 you know. Um, but uh, our favorite song was Stitches on that album, My Brother oh, and I. Yeah. And we probably listened to that one song a lot. Yeah. Um, doing homework, playing video games. Uh, and I think listening to that made us like the whole album more, which made us like older Haste the Day more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I did. And yeah, I'm 99% sure that my brother is the one that said, check out these guys. Yeah. That's pretty um, cool. So what about you? Man, mine was like discovered them a little bit later and went back and just loved their old stuff the most. Like, I think I heard stuff and you're like, eh, yeah, I, I, I think actually the dreamer album was the first time I actually heard them. 
and I, and I liked it a lot. But then I went back and I like listened to Burning Bridges, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? <laughs> these these breakdowns are filthy, or you know, or whatever." I just I thought yeah. it was great, and I loved the screaming. I loved the vocals, just how like rasping, just how. Do it, Gary. Show me. <laughs> Show <laughs> me what they were like. Can I make me do it on the night. Oh yeah. Uh, should I do substance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, man, I, I loved it. And I, I right away drawn to um, American Love on Burning Bridges. That was an awesome, awesome song. I just I just loved how it was. It went from just super hardcore, you know, screamo lyrics to just great, awesome uh, chorus. And the breakdown is just awesome. I, I started like later, but I ended up liking their older stuff first, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Burning Bridges, their first album. Yeah. Um, it took me a long time to like them. Like, Why? Uh, so, I enjoyed the music. I loved the breakdown. I loved it. But, you know, Jimmy's vocals, that screaming, I always thought, like, how painful is that? Yeah. Like, he can't keep doing this. And, you know, I just, it, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, looking back, there's times where I, like, don't like something then the same band releases something else and it like, I don't know, softens my hard shell. And then I'm like, go back. And I like that again. Um, but yeah, I, I just think Jimmy's vocals are just so, you know, they're always so fast and, and he's yeah. just so high pitched. And so my biggest thing is that, you know, I, I'm interested when I first hear a song, I love, I listen for the music and if mm-hmm. the music catches me, uh, I'll usually listen to it more. And then if the lyrics catch me, I listen to it a lot. And some bands like their music is awesome. And then I listen to the lyrics and I think they're garbage or they mean nothing or they have nothing, even if it's catchy, but if the lyrics are just missing something, I have a hard time going back and listening to it. Um, and I know some people are like drum people and some are guitar people and they're like, there's not enough, you know, guitar solos. There's, it's too chuggy. They're, yeah. they're just, they're not picking the guitar. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of how I find music. And so listening to their stuff, you know, the music caught me, the screaming did not. And for years I could not understand Jimmy. Like, <laughs> Even to this day, there's certain parts of songs where I'm like, I I don't know what he's saying. And I have to like go look at the lyrics. I'm like, I hear it now. You know, and like you kind of have to. I think the first few bands like Demon Hunter was one of them where like you kind of learn how they say words when they're screaming. And then when new songs come out, you just like, you know how it sounds. You know what they're saying. Yeah. But yeah, Jimmy, even to this day, is still. I think most metalcore, I understand. August Burns Red. When my wife's like, how do you even know what he's saying? I'm like, how do you not? Like that that's yeah. clear to me. It's like another right. language. Exactly. And I think with Burning Bridges, what I love the most about it is it's raw. Right? I mean it's raw. Like you listen to it yeah. and it it's raw. But man, there's so much in there that like you chant, like in Blue Forty Two, I won't look back to the chains that bound me, like and you're at a concert or whatever, and the whole crowd's just chanting that. Like that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And 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 I feel like that's burning bridges right there. They have a bunch of of, of that kind of just raw emotion, and you can hear it and you can feel it. Yep. 
And I love it. I love that about that first album. I wonder if, so I listened to the labeled podcast. Oh yeah. I really hope that they do a haste the day episode and I don't know how they're going to do it because there's like two entirely different bands from beginning to end. I think there's one guy that's been there from the whole way, whole way through, but you know, their, their sound has changed and their guys have changed. And yeah. Yeah. Bernie Bridges is, is awesome. And it's still my go-to. Like I still, I still rock that when I go to the gym or whatever. Um, just cause it's like, man, just get you pumped up. Uh, but then when, when everything falls, like you listen to it and it's, it's, it's different than burning bridges, but it, I mean, it's still kind of the same. That's my favorite album by far. Like I would say that album, when everything falls is my favorite haste of day album, start to finish. You know, they just put that album up on vinyl Yeah. and I found out a little late and I was like, I have to buy that so I can put it on my wall and it sold out. Yeah. Missed out. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a much better, re- like, just recording quality. It's like Burning Bridges 2.0. Yeah, 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 it is. And, I mean, when everything follows the song is just stellar. Like, that that chorus, I will always know for the rest of my life. And I'm always just somewhere, you know, not even thinking about not even listening to music. And I'm just like, I will stand, I will stand everything falls you know like that just comes to my head all the time and i I love it i don't know (laughs) yeah i mean no one wants to hear me sing but i just (laughs) right i I just love it you know and so that album i don't know if it's just like something that's in my heart that i just ended up loving so much during that time in college um but man it it speaks to me Yeah. yeah i love that song i had it as a ringtone the very beginning and it stops right after he coughs up his potatoes <laughs> and it's like that was the end of my ringtone but i would often get it to like right up to there so i could be like hello and like oh, that's someone yeah. me. Coughing um, up his potatoes. so one song that i loved from when my brother showed it to me when i hated everything about it was long way down which oh yeah hardly has any screaming that's it's, a cover yeah, it's a cover uh, of Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. yeah, it's an amazing cover, and I didn't know that it was a cover because you know Christian kid not allowed to listen to radio, sneak him you know <laughs> to my friend's house to hear songs. But even my friends yeah. that heard it, they're like, "Man, they should just do the entire album like Long Way Down," and every it would be a huge hit. And I was like, "Yeah, you're right. That would be amazing." Looking back, I'm like, "You fool, you How fool." You I mean, it, it's great. You look on Spotify though. What's their top song? The most popular. Is it their top song? I believe so. Most popular. Yeah, Long way down. I look it up. Look it up. Got it. Got it. Okay. Funny story on this. Right, so my, bu- my buddy, who he he listens to rock, but he's mostly listens to rap. He had a playlist, and we were driving to Seattle for a coach's clinic. I coach football, and in his playlist, on comes Haste the Day long way down. I was like, Oh, you like haste today. And he's like, dude, I love this song. It's so great. But he didn't know it was a cover. Mm. I told him, Oh yeah, dude, this is originally a Goo Goo doll song. He's like, Oh, this is way better. Haste today does some great covers. Right. I mean like, (laughs) well, okay. But I'm saying like, they're awesome. Like they're better than the original. Like when you listen to the original Goo Goo doll song, you're like, man, there's no energy. Like you feel like they don't want to do this. Yes. Yeah. And 
I don't know. It just, I don't know. It feels weird, but yeah, long way down was amazing for sure. Yeah. Still. It, yeah. It's just, it's a jam and it is different than the rest of the album, but it's good. So, you know, good. when we saw them in concert, did they play that song? No, I don't think they did. Cause that'd no, be like didn't. something I would have been Remember. down for. I wonder if they weren't allowed to. You know, yeah, because it's not fair. A lot of a lot of bands do covers. I mean, they were able to put on their album. Well, a lot of big bands have a lot of money behind them, <laughs> so true, they can just true. do whatever. Plus, these are a lot of these were recorded for their final yeah. tour. And when we saw Haste the Day, it was like you said, kind of a different lineup. Even though they they did songs, obviously old songs, but yeah, yeah. yeah I thought Stephen Keach did great doing the old Jimmy Ryan songs and. His songs. Oh yeah, he did. He he's awesome, awesome. And haste today versus haste today, awesome too. Like that yep. is worth a listen. So since we're talking about Stephen Keach, we should talk about his first uh, album, Pressure the Hinges. Yes, great album. I think we're about to say the same thing. I, when it okay. came out, I loved it. But when I go back to it today, I'm just like, I like I wished it. I liked it more. And if you look on Spotify, like. Probably half the songs are from that album. And, you know, on their top songs, I mean. Uh, but, and, and, you know, I love it. It's a great album. It's the first time they really had, like, clean vocals. Like, not just yeah. clean. I mean, like, high. Because Stephen mm-hmm. Keach has a higher voice. Uh, but it was, they, had, they started getting more catchy choruses. Um, but I mentioned earlier that my favorite song back then was Stitches. And I think when I was in college, yeah. so this came out 2007, my senior year. And I probably listened to it that whole summer when I graduated. No, it, yeah, yep, yep, had to. Um, so I was dating my wife and she went to Eastern and I went to Central that year. And I remember taking long drives to go visit her and I would listen to Pressure the Hinges. So maybe that's why I have like, weird memories with it because it's just a super long boring two and a half three hour drive from ellensburg to spokane yeah and i've been listening to that (laughs) yeah i mean there's some great songs though like chorus of angels is great press the hinges the song's awesome uh I, i i liked it and stitches is awesome like you listen to stitches and if you don't like feel any emotion towards the end of that song i don't know if you have a soul like you know what i'm saying I wish I could like sing it right now. <laughs> it's five words, it. dude. It's, it's just five words. What are the five words? Do you know them? People you're, get this tattooed. Man. You're worth more than this. Good job. Right? Let's go. Yeah, yeah. So actually their music video for it's pretty good. Um, yeah. I think if memory serves, I should probably look up the lyrics before I say this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I think it's about like cutting yourself. And people oh. like not thinking they're worth more than this and thinking they're worthless. And the stitches are like the scars and wounds that they leave on themselves because they hate themselves. And so it's a song of like, you know, you're worth more than this, you know? Yeah. And in the music video, I think uh, it's like a kid who's getting yelled at by his parents. And uh, I think he's cutting himself in the video or something, but I remember watching it on uh, TVU which was like, I think it's still oh, around. Yeah. It's yeah. like a Christian music video show on the internet. 
they have a radio version called Radio U. But I used to listen to it all the time, like playing World of Warcraft. I have one computer screen, World of Warcraft. The other computer screen would be just music videos all day long. And when that when Stitches came out, like I probably saw that because I had an issue back then and played tons of World of Warcraft, as I'm sure yeah. most of America has. Um, not not me. Oh, good job. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably saw it like four or five times a day. Wow. But yeah, I, it was it's a great album, and I think musically, like the guitar work and how every song starts, it's all very unique. This kind of gives me an idea. We should like have a podcast playlist where we put like our favorite songs on, right? And yeah, put it on like our podcast description, and people can like see what we're talking about when we say like, "Dude, stitches." Such a good song. Check this out. And people will be that's like... An, that's an awesome idea. Yeah. I actually really love that. that. Yeah. So if you're listening, check out our description for this awesome playlist. And if it's not there, pretend I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, Pressure Hinges was awesome. The album I listen to least and I sleep on the most is Dreamer. And I know you love Dreamer. You've, you have one of your favorite songs of Haste of Days on there at least, right? Probably a few. A few? Yeah. I, I slept on it big time. I don't know. I At first when I listened to it, I just didn't I just didn't get into it. But now I go back and I slept on it, man. It's a great album too. I think a lot of people didn't give it a try. So around the time uh, Dreamer came out, probably after they were in studio but before it came out, so it's already recorded and ready to go. They kicked a guy out of the band because he was an atheist. He said, I don't believe in God. And these guys were like, dude, like if you read the lyrics for dreamer, it's like the first album where they get like very Christian. Yeah. Like they talk about God, um, like flat out where the other ones are kind of like, you know, have Christian tones, but they don't have like the actual, well, I don't think they ever say Jesus either, but I mean, from I mean, even non-Christians could listen, look at this, and read the lyrics and be like, "Sure, this is a Christian song." Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they kicked the guy out, and I remember like Facebook was barely a thing back then. But yeah. man, people were mad, and they're like, "You know, how can you call yourselves Christians when you're kicking a guy out?" And I don't remember the statement that I read from them, but long story short, was that they are a Christian band, and their mission was to use this music to reach people and share the gospel. And if someone didn't share that mission, they wanted someone to join the band who shared that mission. And I mean, part of me was like, man, this sucks. Like you're kicking this guy out. And I think he was like lead guitarist. Um, We're going to have to do a little fact checking on there, but I don't think you need to, because the guy that replaced him was the lead guitarist from Phineas. And so the next album that came out, which was Attack of the Wolf King, had him on it. But, uh, but yeah, Yeah. and you know, I think it's a tough thing. Um, And I don't think they like kicked him out. Like you're out. I think they asked him to resign, and he resigned. So it's more mutual. Yeah, and and, but people were not happy, and that was kind of around the time where like 
you know, if you were a Christian band, then you're too judgmental and self-righteous. And I think Christian metal was kind of going down. I mean, that was 2008. Yep. No. So I, I remember I was in Cheney. So I was going to Eastern at that time. I transferred to schools. But yeah. And, you know, I listened to that album a lot when it first came out. And I, sometimes I feel like I do that. I, I just binge an album for like three weeks and then I'm done. Probably listen to it in a year. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely did that with this. And even looking back uh, when we were doing this and I was like, I should probably go listen to some Haste the Day. And I went to that that album and there were some songs that I was like, man, this is a great song. Can't believe I stopped listening to them, to this album for a long time. Yeah. No, it, it's definitely good. I, uh, I I look back and and like you said, like just the the Christian tones are awesome, and you can just tell like the difference in writing. Like they're both awesome. Like the Jimmy and the Steven era, era are are different, and they're awesome in their own right. But like the lyrics in Dreamer, Attack of the Wolf King, like those lyrics are awesome. Yep. And so I I thought that was pretty cool looking back on. So there's kind of a funny story. So back in the day. Sometimes even today, uh, I would, well, nowadays I just text people, but I, I don't know why, but I would do this thing where I would just hear a song and I'm like, man, that is such a good chorus or such a good verse. And I would like copy paste it and send it to someone that knew the song. And they'd yeah. be like, you know, they text me back like the next verse or something. And it's like, like, ah, oh, they caught me. Like, you know, they, they know what I'm talking about. Like this song's awesome. And so around the time of MySpace and Facebook, you know, so I, I just made a post instead of texting and I posted on Facebook some lyrics for invoke reform. Yeah. Which at the time great, great song, great song. No, it's an amazing song. Oh, love um, it. I, yeah. I think the song is about uh, the perspective of a non Christian or perhaps someone that was a Christian that no longer is. Um, and so the song, I'm just going to, We'll pop open the lyrics here on my other screen here has a chorus. And I wrote the chorus, the whole thing, which is in secret, I'm dirty and I've chosen to give up. Dang. Yeah. And I think, you know, the Christian, you know, the lyrics are really like, you know, what you're doing is wrong. Yeah. And instead of repenting and being like, man, I shouldn't be doing this. This is bad. You're just like, I'm abandoning my Christianity or my faith or my guilt. And I'm, I'm choosing to give up. I don't care. Right. And I think a lot of Christians can feel that we've all been there. And so anyway, I posted it on Facebook as a lyric and I didn't say like dash haste the day or anything. <laughs> Probably an hour later, my dad, like, I don't know if he commented on it or something, but he's just like, hang in there, son. Like, if you need to talk, I'm there for you. And I was like, oh, no. Is that People, the one I posted? You're worth more than this? <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. No, that was like a worth dying for. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, that okay, band worth yeah, dying yeah, for? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Gary, this band is not <laughs> worth dying for. I'm like, no, they're called. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And, and it was just so embarrassing. And I think I deleted it. That just goes to like that, that lyric, man, like you think about it. And as Christians, like we go out into this world and we look great 
in a lot of ways, we try to be this like, you know, this beacon on a hill for people to see. And it's hard to keep that up. And then when we're at home, right, sometimes we don't keep that going or there you have just those, those hypocrite Christians. And that, that's a frustrating thing for people in culture when they see like, this is what a Christian's supposed to do. And this is the way the Christian's acting and they don't really go together, but in all reality, that's all of us to some extent. And just admitting that can make you maybe realize those things and try to fix them, right? And I think that's where those lyrics are getting at. And that's huge. I mean, that's deep to think about. Yep. Yeah. And that's what it's about. And then, lyrically, that album is amazing. Like thinking about those type of lyrics that really just kind of influence you. They influence the person you are. Right. And when you mm-hmm. think of metal, and this is kind of just going back to the, to the beginning, when you think of metal, like you think of gore and you think of death devil. and you think of the devil, right? And no, these songs are literally breathing life. You know what I mean? If you go to a show and you go to these, these, these shows where this, you have these positive lyrics, these like Christ centered lyrics, and you see these people just like from the top of their lungs screaming along, like you know. You know that their souls like in this, mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool to see. It's just a, it's a different vibe. And if you haven't seen it, you can't really get what I'm saying. It's like what? Why would these people do that? I do think it's like to some people, it's a form of worship. I remember being a kid, like at church and stuff, and like I felt, you know, like I I I was a Christian. I believed in God. I believed Jesus died on the cross for my sins. But right. like the worship music was just so boring. And I was like, man. <laughs> I don't know if I can be a Christian if that's what, if this is what it takes. And so to know that there's like another genre of music that has the same type of lyrics and message and stuff, but it's like up my alley, like, yeah, I can, I can go to a show to this and shove people around and jump up and shout and sing along (laughs) and, you know? Yeah. Now, and that's pretty cool. And that's where like, it just, it felt, right for me too you know and the passion behind these vocals are just great and i think as they go from dreamer to a couple years and this is the first album that released when we were friends attack of the wolf king yep right and yeah, i probably the, met you like right to the 2009 year after dreamer came out yeah yeah had to be yeah and when attack the wolf king came out it came out when we were buddies, obviously, and we listened to it together, right? And it's a, it's, it's a step up. It just keeps getting better. And I listened to, man, Attack of the Wolf King so many times that year. We played the crap out of it. Yep. Yeah, it came out. Yeah, like it came out 11 days before my wedding. Yeah. So we listened to it a lot. Oh, well, yeah. it gets you right at the beginning, right? Wake up, the sun comes on, and those guitars. Dude, Sp- Spokane has a rock station, plays a bunch of Five Finger Death Punch and <laughs> butt rock and whatnot. Don't um, let Gary, don't let Gary fool you. He likes Five Finger Death Punch. Every time I go to his house, one time, one no, no, time. no, 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 no. <laughs> Every time he's like, "Hey, this isn't that bad of a song." Hey, have you heard this song? It's all right. All right. Two songs on every album <laughs> is good. 
and not and it's like how you pick music one song not an album yeah. one song anyway the station <laughs> here 94 and a half yeah their intro like to talk you know like whatever they're going to talk about on their thing in, right before commercials they had that intro for attack of the wolf or waking up the sun that's the first song right yeah wake up the sun wake up the sun yeah yeah that intro and every time i heard them I, that came up and i was like man i need to listen i used to deliver parts for AutoZone, so i was in that truck all day well not all day you know driving 20 minutes often and so picking a radio station you can only listen to air one so much so i moved on to 94 and a half and every time yeah. i heard that it's awesome i mean it, it brings you right in and it just gets better uh dogs like Vol- dog like vultures is probably my favorite song on the album I would say what? for for me, sharpening your claws. Yeah, yeah. So I actually read a lot of the lyrics like a few days ago, um, because even though I listened to this a lot, I felt like it was often in the background, and I never, you know, gave it a good sit down. Yes, uh, but the entire album is anthemic. Like the whole song is lyrics based on this Wolf King and his attack. Yeah. Chorus is, we've been known to calm the storm and silence the ocean with the strength to spare you from their teeth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. The way that sung too, that chorus, it's just like. Steven does a great job. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Haste today. Like that's just great. Yep. I love a lot of songs on that album. Uh, Travesty. is like the lyrics on that uh they remind for those that know our type of music wolves at the gate has a song called dead man that's like uh about being you know a dead man needing a savior becoming a christian since he raced you know basically a guy on death row whatever um this is like that level of a song and i'm really upset that it took me this long to find out how christian i guess the lyrics are and I wished I had them open. Well, I think the first three words are like, you cover me. Right? I think it, I think it is. And like, that's awesome. God covers us, you know. Jesus' blood covers us. And so I, it, it's like a psalm. That's what, that's what yeah. I think of it as. Yeah. And the next line is, I am spent. And with death, you paid my ransom. But, so like, right away, you're wait, like, okay, what's going on? Was I really right? Yeah, you're right. You cover me. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. Oh it's yeah, great. It's, it's great. What? So when we saw them, no, no, on, on "Haste the Day" versus "Haste the Day," Jimmy yeah. Ryan goes up halfway through. They're all drinking water and trying to, you know, catch their breath. Um, he goes up and talks about this new album that just dropped. So they're like, "Hey, we re- we just released this new album, and we're breaking up." And so they go on this farewell tour and basically the album just came out. So people are going to the show and they're like, never heard it before. Um, but their hate, their farewell tour, they basically played everything. But anyway, Jimmy Ryan went up there and he's like, his favorite song on this new album, attack of the Wolf King is white as snow. And I'm not going to lie, Tyler. I don't like it. You don't like it. Nope. Oh, it's great. I think lyrically it's great, but I think musically it's it's just very ambient. 
Very yeah. I felt like it should have been like a, so like every album they have like this weird, like instrumental mm-hmm. instrumental, you know, that's like ambient and like weird. And you're like, what is happening? But there's no lyrics. And I felt like that's what this song was with but lyrics. They put, but they put lyrics in. How do you feel about my name is darkness? Love it. Yeah. That's a great one. It's a great way to end the album or the regular album, not the deluxe, but the deluxe edition is unreal with their live one. The three extra songs you get on the deluxe are meet me halfway blue 42 live and pressure the hinges live and meet me halfway. I don't have to tell Gary. This is an amazing song. Yeah. My wife loved it. Yeah. She, uh, we've been, let's see. So this album came out 11 days before we got married. And I think it was my job for the wedding to pick all the music. So people that are dancing, you know, the people waiting. And honestly, I did a good job. I did not pick metalcore. you know, poppy, happy songs. People dance to like normal songs. I swear. Yeah. Uh, but I told Jen, like, I want to play a Haste the Day song. Like, sometime in our wedding. And for whatever reason, I don't know why. Looking back, I'm like, that's so weird. But I, we chose to walk back down the aisle. So after they say, now introducing Mr. and Mrs. Erickson, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, yay, clapping. And we get to walk back. Yeah. We played Meet Me Halfway from Haste the Day. And, it, you know, it was pretty loud. A lot of people were, like, happy and cheering and whatever. We walked back and started forming the line, and everyone else started walking back. And I don't even remember hearing the song, but I know that's what we walked back to. And it's not like they – well, they scream some. They do. It's not they like do. They scream a lot, and they not sing. The, not in the beginning. But yeah. it's a cover of Black Eyed Peas, right? Yeah. Black it's Eyed a Peas. cover of Black Eyed Peas. But this is the same thing as Long Way Down. Like – you listen to Meet Me Halfway from Black Eyed Peas, and for me, like I get bored. But you listen to Meet Me Halfway from Haste Today, and it's like this song is killer. And, and it's the same thing on Spotify. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and the same thing is like, as you were saying, like your wife liked it, my wife liked it, and that's probably the only Haste Today song at the time. I've definitely got her like some more now. At the time that she was like, I like this. This we can we can listen to this in the car after Taylor Swift. Right? So like how crystal sounds like. <laughs> uh that's just my like any female voice. Like, mm. you know, which is probably wrong because not everyone sounds like they're from California. <laughs> but like I don't know. You listen to Meet Me Halfway and it's just, it's phenomenal. And it, just like Long Way Down, it's better than the original. And I don't know how they do it, but just the way they put it together and piece it together is just great. Yep. That alone is worth the deluxe edition. But then you go to Blue 42 and it's awesome. Like it, it's somewhere in Europe. No. Yeah. It's Europe. It's, no, it's not. New Zealand, I think. Oh, yeah? I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And he's like, in America, we call this a mosh pit or something. <laughs> and that yeah, was pretty cool. But Blue American Fo- football. That's, that's what it is. The very yeah. beginning of the song. This song's about American football. 
Blue exactly. 42, hut, hut, hike. Right? And that, like, man, I just love that. And I could just, like, feel, like, the crowd there, like, in New Zealand and just, just going crazy. <laughs> you thought it was cheesy? Oh, yeah, come on, dude. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the song's amazing, so. Yeah. Yeah, jumped right in. And then he has the, the Jesus call out at the end. Yeah, gosh. That's like what everyone, like I was in a really crappy band in college and like we modeled our like Jesus talk like after this, like it doesn't matter what you believe. Jesus died for you. Jesus loves you. Like I, I totally did that because he, he was just awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did he do that at our the show we went to? Yeah, they did a kind of a thing like that. It was like, I can't really remember the words of it, but basically – they just said like the whole reason they're doing this is because they love Jesus and you know, something like that. I don't know. That Portland show, the farewell tour, something I will remember for the rest of my life. Like we, before that we've been to shows, we went to shows in Spokane, been to shows in Seattle, you know, been to shows here in the tri cities, but like the Portland show at the Hawthorne theater was awesome. It was a great lineup. Who was there? It was, uh, who was it? I don't know the right order, but yeah. it's like uh, the chariot. Oh, Gary's uh, favorite. My bride. Oh yeah. A plea for purging. And haste today. I yeah. missing one. No, I I'm think that feel, was it. I'm gonna feel bad if I'm missing one. But yeah, it was. It that was, was great. Awesome. And at the time, I think. I think I was just getting into my children, and my bride, and I was like pretty into them. Yeah, and I didn't really know. I knew songs from A Plea for Purging, you know, enough to know the main ones, but like I wasn't okay. into them until we saw them. I mean, we went for Haste Today. It was the farewell tour, and we're like, sure. I don't know why we chose because they went to Seattle, I think. Maybe it just worked out the best that we went to Portland. And so like, we said, we don't care. We're driving five hours to Portland, roughly from that. Spokane. Oh, because uh, we stopped and picked up my brother in the Tri Cities, so, though. No, he's a WSC. Yeah, no, no, no. He he left his he left his car at my parents' house. I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His Jeep. Yep, old blue CJ. Yeah, that's right. So it wasn't out of the way. It was an awesome experience. Portland just goes crazy. Like it was a different type of crowd than at Seattle or in Spokane. Yeah, I. I've seen crowds kind of like that, but not that many. Like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Growing up, I've, I've been to festivals, and we, my dad took us to Tom Fest uh, when I was in—I don't know, probably twelve or thirteen. And like, you go to these super heavy shows, and you have people that are like chopstick mohawks, like they literally oh, yeah. have chopsticks in their hair, and they're just like karate kicking and doing cartwheels and windmills and stuff. And it's like, what is going on? Yeah. But now you go to Portland, and it's like a hundred people doing that. It, yeah, it was packed. It was dangerous stuff. It was packed. And that's where we learned our tip. All right. <laughs> Gary and Tyler's pro tip for the mosh pits is be on the outside, but don't just have your hands down. Cause you're going to get socked in the face, right? You got kids that are doing karate kicks, right? 
they're straight up just throwing their arms and punching people. And so we saw other people do this. You put your fists straight out in front of you and they hit your fists or they feel you instead of hitting you in the face. Yeah, they're always arm's length away. And yeah. If everyone – and it's not just on the outside of the pit. you got to be on the back. Yeah, yeah you got to be in the back. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that lesson too. <laughs> We knew it was going to be crazy because we saw kids, and I say kids, but they were probably our age at the time, with headbands, like sweatbands, and they and they were stretching before the show. Like they were <laughs> literally stretching, like getting ready, and, and we knew right away. We were like, this is going to be insane. We've got 100 people with shorts, super short shorts, sweatbands. Stretching. Oh, 100, 100 that are in the pit. Right. Probably 180 in the building. Or Maybe more. I mean, whatever capacity was, it was at that night. But like... Yeah, sold out show. We we knew this was going to be different. Right? Yep. And so it was crazy. Portland went hard. And I remember when Haste the Day, I think it was American Love, and they do their, their chorus... Their soft chorus. Never right? gonna every- let you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's awesome. You know, everyone's singing, but the people in the pit are just like slowly walking, and you can tell they're ready to just start like helicopter punch any person that's near them. They're right? all like pacing, like, here we go. They're, they're just Drop pacing. Yeah. And so we knew it. We're like, this is going to get nuts. And boom, the drop happens, and the whole pit just starts going. Right. Yeah, that I think was we lost so- each other. Like everyone got all scared. Yeah. That, oh, that, that song was awesome live. Yeah. It was an amazing show. I I remember, I think when everything falls was their last song, like kind of their, I don't know if they did an encore, but if they did, that was the encore song, you know? And that last part where they get up, this is your last chance to move. I want to see the whole building in a circle pit. Your brother goes in and just starts going crazy. We're all in the circle pit. And that was pretty cool to see too. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. We're just sitting here like smiling with good memories. <laughs> oh, that was it's such a good show. And like, I just remember like how, how good they sounded live. Cause I didn't know you know, how great it was going to be, but man, it was, it was cool. And when they, they played every song, I think they took a request from the crowd. Yeah, they did. What I don't remember what they were, you know, like, I was like, do you guys want walk to walk on? This? It was walk on, wasn't it? And what? I know they played walk on, but what was the, I other thought song? that was the, re- I thought that was the request. No, there he was like, you know, did you guys want to hear this song? He's like, I'll give you guys a choice. Do you want to hear this oh, yeah. song or this song? And I don't, I don't even remember what I yelled because I'm like both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he played but "Walk yeah. On," and that's from when everything falls. Yep. So that was pretty cool. That was that's a that's a great song. That thing just hits right at the beginning. That's the best part about their farewell tour. It was like if you go on Spotify and you look at their playlist, they have this, they have this playlist that they made called like the ultimate haste the day playlist, whatever. Yeah played almost every single one of those songs yeah and so i mean it sucked that it was farewell the other you know like this is the last time we were gonna see them until 2015 when they yeah. got back together um 
But yeah, and it was also our first time seeing them. Yes. So it's like a double whammy. Like, this is the first and last time we got to see Haste Today live. Like, I remember when after the show, we like, all of us bought a shirt. Yep. I think uh, I bought like their early EP that was never on Solid State. It was like some of their other songs that was like demo versions, pretty much early right, yeah. versions of their songs and even other songs that you never even heard. Um, it was an amazing, amazing show. Tons of fun. So good. Yeah. Got stuff signed. Yeah. I got their uh, poster with, it's like a tombstone that has like their album logo on, on it. Like every album logo. It's just like, yeah, a flame. yeah. And got them all to sign it. Just pretty cool. Yeah. That was so fun. And that was like the culmination I felt like of our haste today like fanboyism maybe we were just two kids having fun man and that was that was awesome it was like and this happens a few times with bands and we're going to talk about this but you just feel like they're talking to you you know and i just felt like when haste today was was playing it was like man this is for me right now and it just it was awesome it's a great feeling it's hard to explain yeah it was a fun ride home too i mean we both so we all drove there like six hours sat yeah. in the show for four hours and and we're spent at, at, at the end because we're it's hot in there we're yeah. you know moving and it's it's crazy yeah. then six hour drive back and we stayed awake i remember like we like stopped at a gas station about like caffeine pills and stuff <laughs> <laughs> we like passed my zune my 250 gigabyte Zune around. Your Zune, like, wow. Yeah. Now now you're dating yourself, yeah. dude. Well, I guess we're talking about Haste Today Farewell Tour, so we yeah. know the date. The <laughs> Zune, the brick. Yeah. yeah, we just passed around, and like when when a song ended, the next person got to pick a song. Yeah. And then for a while, we listened to that EP that I bought. Yeah, yeah. it was a fun drive. And I remember I had to go to work the next morning. We like pulled in at like... I think like 5 a.m. the sun was coming up and I called yep. my boss and my voice was gone and I was so tired <laughs> and I called him like, I'm sick. I can't make it today. Like, And he's like, you sound terrible. Get some rest. And I'm like, you got it. Like, lay down, out. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the drive home and when we were getting towards, getting closer to Spokane, right? We're probably like, I don't know, Ritzville, which is like an hour away. We were tired. Oh yeah. Right. It would, yeah. it felt, Oh yeah. Um, Robert. Robert and your brother and us too. Yeah. But that was such a great night. It's a, it's a night. It's, it's one of those nights that you look back and you say, I'm so glad we did it. It, it didn't make much sense, right? We're going to drive this far to see this band, but we knew we had to, cause it was going to be like the last shot we had. And this was the band that like brought us together. Yep. We had to do it. Yeah. I'm really glad we got to talk about it too. Now it's recorded and we can always go back and relive this. If we ever had get Alzheimer's and we're like, <laughs> hey, today. what? Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you look, when I look back for me at like the bands that really shaped me in my college years, Haste Today's there right and it might even be like their older stuff that i really i played but man we played so much haste today and it's pretty fitting that this was our first podcast
you for listening.